Two sisters lived on separate sides of the states. One in NYC and the other LA. They both moved to Chicago and decided to stay. Now here's their playful podcast packed with Kid Lit Parlay. Children's books. Are they really that great? Talking children's books is with Kate and Fuse 8. Children's books. Why, what, and how? Fuse 8 and Kate will break it down for you now. Hey, Kate. Hey, Betsy. Guess what I did? What? I ate a mushroom that was growing in my side yard. You know, I, okay, I'm going to grab my phone. I'm going to call 911. It It'll was a real ground mushroom. That's From not, the ground. No, that's, that's the, fun, they, it's fungus. Where they grow. It's fungus. It is fungus. I've been trying to explain this to my children, and my daughter refuses to believe that anything that grows out of the ground is not automatically a plant. And I've explained to her it's a fungus, and that you can eat it. Well, which I did. Can and should are two very different things. It's the truffle of the Midwest, my friend. Says who? Says mom. Oh, what? <laughs> mom said that morels, which is what it was, it looks like a brain in a cone shape. And You're I found two this, of them. I didn't think you could make it more unappetizing. Yeah. And yet you somehow did. I'll so, show you a picture later. Well it done was, you. It was, really, it was really weird looking. And I thought, I bet I can eat that. And then turned out I could eat it. And it was delicious, thank you. A person on my, uh, on my feed who looked at that and it was like, Honestly, you know, yeah. I know from Barbar that eating a mushroom that you find makes you green and wiggly. Yes. And then you die. And then you die. Yes, and I said, me. I know, but my children have been informed that the line of succession should remain intact. And if some like Yahoo with a, like a fancy car just drives in, don't make him king. Just don't do it. But see, what, what color is that that you're wearing right now? So it's funny you should say that. <laughs> Because magic mushrooms definitely apply to today's book. Uh, but before we get to all that, uh, who are you? I am Kate. And I'm Betsy. The weird one, yes. That's right. The one who eats <laughs> the mushrooms out of the ground. And uh, and what is this What is this podcast? Fuse 8 and Kate. That's right. It is. And Woo-hoo. we talk about picture books. Oh, I thought we talked talk about mushrooms. We also talk about <laughs> mushrooms before we talk about picture books. Oh. Yes. And then we talk about the picture books and determine something about them. Ooh. What's the thing we determine? If you could fit a mushroom into the plot seamlessly. You could in today's, <laughs> uh, but that is not normally what we talk about. Oh. Usually we talk about whether or not they are quote-unquote Cla- classics. Class- classics. Yeah. They should be classics. Right. Quote-unquote. Like a good classic or a piece of crap classic. Exactly. Yep. So I have no idea which way you're going to go on today's book. Oh, I'm going gonna, gonna to pull it out now. Pull it out of me bag, and you'll see what I was talking about. boo da 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 boo What's the name of that? Who Needs Donuts? Yeah, by... Mark Allen Stamity? I'm going to say Stamity, but sure. It could Whatever. be Stamity. We don't even know. And, uh, yeah. Yeah, this is, a, this is a book. It involves... Okay, not mushrooms. It involves donuts. Yeah. But you, you, you are already beginning to see from the cover what I mean about the whole magic mushroom thing. I mean, this guy is smoking a pipe, and there's a tree growing out of the pipe, and attached to the tree, there's a bird. Picture and yourself the bird is on saying, a twirt. boat in the river. Yeah, this yeah. is, uh, I mean, I love finding the weird things You're and drawings. You're not going know? to look very, this is. But this is going to, this, this is will gonna take be, me, like, hours. This, make, this could potentially take, don't, here's my advice to you, do not read everything you see. So take that book. 
There's lots and of pipes in here. There's so many pipes. Like I said, take the pipe. No, not the pipe. Take the book. <laughs> read the book. Uh-huh. And tell me what you thought. Okay. Okay. While Kate does her read, let's uh, talk a little about, uh, about our author here. Mark Allen Stamady. So Mark Allen Stamady used to do a lot of children's books. He did quite a few, actually. But he hasn't published one in the last nine years or so. Now, he was responsible for books that integrated text and image in really cool, interesting ways that, quite frankly, were a little ahead of their time. Now, you may have seen his book, Aaliyah's Mission. You may have seen his book, Shake, Rattle, and Turn That Noise Down. Or you may have seen some of his more obscure titles. Uh, I personally had never heard of Minnie Maloney and Macaroni, or Where's My Hippopotamus? Literally, it sounds like I'm making up these titles as I go along. I am not. In any case, this man is deeply interesting, incredibly talented, and needs to make some more children's books. So here's a little secret. The whole reason we're doing the book is I'm hoping I can get him to make another book. Shh. Don't tell Kate. Hi. Hi. I'm finally back. That took, a, that took a little bit of while. I mean, it almost took as long as the last book. Well, probably a little bit longer. Might have been a little bit longer, and not because of the text. Nope. Not a lot of text. No, I love finding, you know, the little things in picture books that most people don't find. Yeah, be careful what you wish for. I did, guess that's the answer here. <laughs> did you know that this book has 27 pipes? You counted every pipe? Every pipe I could find. What? Why, why did you count the pipes? Because there's 27 of them, Oh, Betsy. okay, that's why. That's, now, that's a lot of pipes. It's a lot of pipes. It's almost one on every page. Ceci n'est pas un pipe. Oui. 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 So I was thoroughly entertained with this book. It's thoroughly entertaining. I have to agree. It's like the Where's Waldo of literature. Yeah. This is so. Right? This is our cult <laughs> classic. Because, um, you know, occasionally we do a cult classic. And, and it's kind of hard to distinguish cult classics from foreign imports. Like Duck, Death, and the Tulip is a cult classic in America. But it's a classic in Germany. But the last one we did was The Lonely Doll, as far as I can, I can tell. Yeah. So a cult classic is something that a few people remember maybe from their childhood or maybe they came across as adults and they love it so much and then it comes back in print so this this is now back in print wow yes it's trippy and you i'm think? very <laughs> glad it's not in color because if it oh, were in color yeah. like i there was definitely a page where i turned it and i went oh like, <laughs> it was just sensory overload like too much going on at once and if it was in color i think i would have just closed the book there was a 1973 review of this book in the New York Times uh, by Barbara Botnery, children's book critic and expert, with exquisite taste. And she begins it by saying, Maybe Mark Allen Stamady suffers from hori vacui, fear of open spaces. Hmm. Could well be. Yeah, I mean... How it... long would one page of this book take to make? Right? I mean, every... And even the pages that you think, oh, it's probably just... You know, grass. No, yeah. there's like... Every bloody blade. This is 1973. There's no computers. He's not drawing one piece of grass and then just doubling it. Yeah. <laughs> What's the story? Right. So yeah. the story is about this kid mm. who loves donuts. Does he, he just, now? He wants all of the donuts. I that... agree with this. I love donuts myself. 
the ones from Apple Holler. Yeah. Oh my gosh, with like Apple this, Holler freaking cider donuts. The cinnamon. They're so soft. They're uh, so good. Oh my gosh. So I'm with like I wrote this down. I'm like, who can blame the kid? Like, no. donuts are legit. They like, are. If you get good ones, if you get crummy donuts, then. Wait, wait, not stale. Yes. We want fresh. Yep. Sugary. Soft. Deliciousness. Mm-hmm. Yep, smell them a little bit, a little bit. Yeah. So this kid wants not just a few, but hundreds and thousands and millions of donuts. Sure, yeah. Like hundreds of millions of cats. Right, so he decides to get on his tricycle, which makes me think he's, what, four? If not three. Okay. I'd say three. And he rides into the big city. Like you do. Yeah. Yeah. Meanwhile... He's got a cowboy hat, so he's safe. This poor girl just feels so invisible, like... (laughs) She's been, you know, she she oh, looks yeah. at him from afar. Oh yeah. And she just really likes him, but he goes off to the big city, leaving her behind. Mm-hmm. Her dog is sad. Yeah, that's the that's that's the woman he left behind. He's like a cowboy. He goes into the big city, which must be New York City or something of the well, like. Well, uh, Mark lives in New York City and has pretty much forever so yeah, yeah a lot I of this reminded me yeah. of the city like mm-hmm. from the clotheslines going between buildings to the taxis and yep the thousands of people also there's everywhere. a lot of pretzels there and that's a clear-cut code for nyc yeah right so he doesn't so he meets this man called mr bickford mm-hmm. who collects donuts and he needs some help right he Sounds could, legit. I don't see what's wrong with this plan. And uh, and the kid is all about this because as soon as the guy asks, like, hey, do you want me to help, help me collect donuts? Mm-hmm. The kid jumps into the wagon and looks possessed. His eyes are terrifying. Yeah. This is where the magic mushrooms come in that I was mentioning earlier. Ah, yeah. Mm-hmm. I, I'm, like, I can't quite look at him because I'm freaked out. <laughs> In every page, it's he. It's I'm just, freaking out. He he went from just having like normal donut obsession. Well, his eyes were just kind of like yeah. dots, mm-hmm. and then his pupils go away entirely, and he lacks pupils once. Oh, he's he in. went all Victoria Chess. We haven't done a Victoria Chess book yet, but Freaky Eyes is kind of her thing. So no yeah. pupils. Yeah. Yeah. The kids in the wagon. The man's pulling it along, and then they passed a sad old woman. Here's a question for you. Why is Sad Old Woman capitalized? That's officially her name. But wouldn't, if it was her name, wouldn't it be they passed Sad Old Woman, not passed a Sad Old Woman? That would make it sound like there's more than one woman named Sad Old Woman. They could have just shortened it to her initials. Sow. Oh, wait, maybe not. (laughs) Jeez. (laughs) I don't understand it. So she says, who needs donuts? When you've got love. So if you were to sing that line, how would you do it? I, I don't know. I had figured it out because I, I, this has been driving me crazy. And I think you would have to do it like a barbershop quartet. Who needs donuts when you've got love? <laughs> Isn't that how you would do it? I mean, that's got to be the only way to sing that line. So. <laughs> Except the old woman wouldn't sing it like that. I know, but when this is turned into a stage musical, <laughs> which it will... That's going to be have to be like is one of the many my, variations on the song. My qualm is that you can't compare love with donuts. You can. Why not? Who needs donuts when you've got love? Sure. You can have donuts and you can have love. Nope. Yes. You can't. Yeah. Oh, you said. No, it's like they'll explode upon impact. <laughs> donuts and love, donuts and love, donuts and love. I, 
I, I, it's like matter and antimatter. It doesn't. That just didn't no. Make I sense agree to with me. you. It doesn't. It, it's not really an either or situation. Right. Yeah. You can have both. You can have loving donuts. Yeah. I, oh, the stranger danger sequence. Yeah. Right. So <laughs> then the the man, Mr. Bickford, unlocks the door to this huge warehouse. Yeah. Opens the door into darkness. Yeah. Except the old man's teeth are and his eyes are glowing in right. the dark. And I just wrote, run, Sam, run! Can I tell you, like, when I read this to my children, they love, my daughter loves it, she'll read it aloud, and then I will just comment on the poor choices that Sam is making, Mm -hmm. and she thinks that is the funniest way to read this book of all time. Because they just get to the sequence, and then I'm just like, Sam, what are you doing, Sam? What are you doing? Don't go in the room with the crazy man, Sam! It's very horror film. It is. Yeah. I mean, first of all, he shouldn't have gone on a tricycle and gone to the big city. Second of all, he shouldn't have followed a strange man. Yeah, if a strange man says to you, come help me collect donuts, which is the one thing you came to the city to it's, do, it's don't a, do that it's thing. It's the equivalent of, like, do you want candy? I exactly. have some in my van. It's exactly like that. <laughs> yes. So they're in this guy's van, but essentially. This. how does this turn out? Well, he turns on the light, and there <laughs> are millions of donuts. Hand-drawn Tiny. But here's the thing for listeners. Yeah. Find the giraffe in the donuts. <gasps> There's a giraffe in the donuts? There's a giraffe in the donuts. Oh. Right? I've never seen the giraffe. There's a giraffe in the donuts. All right. Along with the 27 pipes. You in the donuts? No. I was going to say. But that's that's my little Where's Waldo thing. Excellent. Find the 27 pipes and find the giraffe in the donuts. That is perfectly fine. I should say, you mentioned Where's Waldo. The publisher who currently is publishing this book has described it on their page, this is them describing it, by the way, as with an illustration style that mixes a benign Hieronymus Bosch with an urban Where's Waldo. So you're, there you go. Oh, an where's urban Waldo. Where's Waldo. Yeah, yeah, that's a good way of putting it. And a benign Hieronymus Bosch. <laughs> so they go out and they collect more donuts, mm. right? Sure. So then the guy, who he was pulling this wagon with all the donuts, it breaks and Sam, this three-year-old, is running around the city trying to find a telephone that works. First of all, he knows how to work a telephone. Second, uh, second of all, he knows what a telephone is. Uh, like <laughs> Children that back in the 1973, they all knew what telephones were. Ah, uh, okay. Sure. He's trying to find a phone. He can't find one. He ends up finding Pretzel Annie. Pretzel Annie has a wagon <laughs> full of pretzels, and she has a direct line to a wagon repairman. Which is... Just behind her. Just right, yeah, yes. I love that the line literally just goes... To, to to behind, behind her. her. Yeah. Yeah. But then when Mr. Bickford meets Pretzel Annie, they look at each other and they fall in love. If this love. is what love looks like, yeah. I want nothing to do really? with it. Really? You don't like that version of love? Um, it's terrifying. It's kind of amazing. It is it is you know, terrifying, sure. Yeah. But uh sorry, so Mr. Bickford and Pretzel Annie mm-hmm. fall in love. Mm-hmm. Uh Awful. They don't go halfsies on that one. No, that's, that's that's just love, my friend. Right. And they're, the two sets of scary teeth go clamping along and they <laughs> decide... Maybe that's what attracted them to one another. <laughs> like, your dentures look like mine! And so Mr. Bickford decides to give the three-year-old the wagon with all the donuts because he's going to marry Pretzel Annie. The and, now repaired wagon, I should say. Right. And open a pretzel store. You could have opened a pretzel and donut store. 
I've never seen one. No, but it needs to exist. It is weird that it doesn't. It I mean, needs to exist in my belly. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Has everyone combined a donut and a pretzel before? Be called a pro nut, wouldn't it? I think it's wrong. I don't know. No. Ew. All right. Uh, back to the psychedelic. <laughs> and then we're back to the old sad woman who says, "That's right. Who needs donuts when you've got love? When you've got love." So I'll harmonize next time. <laughs> we'll get so, it. We'll get it. We got a whole book to get through. So, so then yeah. Sam is just by himself. Three. Three-year-old Sam. Three-year-old Sam is yeah. by himself with this gigantic wagon full of donuts. He has no intention of selling them. No. His intentions are unclear. Or bringing them home. No. He's just dragging them throughout the city. Right. Then we change narratives. Right. <laughs> it's no longer about everything about Sam has been up until now. And right. now we mm-hmm. forget Sam. Yeah. And we're on to the sad old woman. Yes. Our new, she our new is hero. our new focus. <laughs> Screw Sam. We're on to the woman. Yeah. You got what you wanted, Sam. New book now. Next. Chapter two. Chapter two. <laughs> Sad old woman. So she goes home to her tiny room in the basement of a coffee factory. And that sounds about right. Lays down for a nap. Right. It's very cute. She has a teddy bear. Aww. Well, she doesn't get much sleep because a wild bull was in the pet shop next door. I hate it when this happens. Charged into the coffee factory. Which is apparently where they make pre-made coffee. It's like. They must make like a vat of coffee. Yeah, it's like yeah. a like I don't even know a five ton yeah. barrel huge a container thing. That I'm gonna go with that. Yeah. I think I was very proud of my vat of of, uh, of coffee. Yeah. yeah, which I don't think it's how you make coffee. I I don't know much about coffee. I don't think Starbucks just gets vats of the stuff. And I also then... don't think you try and catch a bull with a uh, with a with a little net here. That's a, that's a butterfly net. Yeah. Yeah. So, <laughs> to be fair. It's their first bull. Right. Well, right. I'm very happy that the bull has a watch on, so he knows exactly where he needs to be. He's got a schedule. He's got places to go. Don't oh. get in his way. He's he's, he's a very I'm, busy bull. You don't bull. understand how hard I'm trying to find a bull watch pun right now. He's very and busy. It, I just can't come up with one. But the bull, you know, knocks a hole into the vat of coffee, which they say, giant vat of coffee. Mm-hmm. And the coffee gets all over the floor, down the stairway, and into the basement mm-hmm. where the old woman is. Uh oh, what's gonna happen? Bad. I was bad. thinking so okay, so Sam comes back. Right. Oh, hi right? Sam. Yeah. And the old woman's saying, Save me, I can't swim and he can't swim either because he's three. And you wouldn't want a three year old saving you anyway. And he's like, Oh, and he pulls the donut wagon near the window and she's like, I don't want donuts and he's like, Too bad, you're gonna take my donuts. <laughs> they're the shape of lifesavers. <laughs> so <laughs> then the police come by and they're like, We can step in and they drank all the coffee, ate all the donuts. <laughs> and, oh wait, no, that's not what happened. That's not the book. No. They so he That precious did not quite exist yet. <laughs> no, so he pushes all the donuts into the basement. Right. The donuts soak up all the coffee. That's fair. They would do that. And now she's left sitting in a shallow puddle of coffee. With a million soggy donuts. Yeah. (laughs) And not just soggy, coffee soggy. Yeah. So smelly. Smelly soggy. Yeah. Smelly coffee soggy donuts. (laughs) Mm -hmm. I I don't know. She's happy because she lived and... She says, you know, you and your donuts... She said because she lived. I like that, yes. I mean, pretty, I mean, she's covered in coffee, and all of her, what possessions she did have are ruined, 
But she says, how can I ever repay you? And she offers to give her meager life savings to have Sam buy more donuts, and he refuses. He says, who needs donuts? I've got love. Because he remembers that little girl across the street. And he <laughs> gets on his tricycle. Oh, wait, what? Oh, he's going back he, to her? And he goes back to her, and she's waving at him like, hey, darn. honey. And he's coming back, and she even started writing in the sidewalk. Sam lived with his house. Wait, what? Yeah, she... She looks She's him. like, maybe she's the one telling the story. Well, I think I know what the Not moral that she saw of the, the story whole, is. What's the moral of the story? Donuts save lives. <laughs> I want that on a magnet. I thought the moral of the story was who needs donuts when you've got love? No. Donuts oh. save lives. Donuts save lives. Okay. That is clearly. Well, why is the Donut Council not taking this book and made it their official? It needs to be on t-shirts, Seriously. on magnets, on bumper That's stickers. That's what I'm talking about. You know, Dunkin' Donuts needs to advertise this. Donuts save lives. Donuts save lives. That's it. That's the end. Excellent. You, you, very good. Do you don't have any tattoos? Yeah. Oh. There's so much to choose from. I know, and it's I can't. It's just way too much, I right? Mean, I would have like both my arms would be sleeves Ooh. of tattoos. If that... he did someone's arms, like he, if he like yeah. painted on someone's arms, and you had that tattooed on, that would be freaking amazing. Wouldn't that be cool? Someone must have, right? She's surely because okay well because that's the thing because he hasn't made a book in the last nine years right he hasn't made a children's book anyway in the last nine years but when I was looking around online to see you know wh- how, who had talked about this book I discover that just last week he appeared on the Maximum Fun podcast Bullseye with Jesse Thorne a major podcast. Uh, and they were talking extensively about this book. In fact, there's even a little video, which I have not watched yet, but if it's good, I will put it in the show notes, where they talk about this book. Now, they're supposed to be talking about the fact that um, he worked on a series of comics called McDougal Street, which are finally bound together and published this year. It's for adults. Um, meanwhile, my husband is waiting for his Washington strips, I believe, to be published. But... Yeah, it's just it just seemed so weirdly coincidental that that interview was taking place at the same time that we were about to be talking about the book ourselves because I just wanted to kind of talk about it because I really like this book um, even though it's got it fails the stranger danger test oh, <laughs> like big thirty time. times over yeah but I I was very happy with this New York Times review that that she the reviewer did like the book. Um, she said, if Stamatis is a strange vision, it is nonetheless underlined by humor and an inspired sense of the absurd. And I think I can get behind that. <laughs> sure. There was a, there was once a restaurant across from New York Public Library where we would occasionally do breakfast. And it was one of those fancy restaurants where they're like, and we will have shelves with random books on them. And it had 15 copies of this book on one of those shelves. Literally 15 copies. Not selling them. Just, just sitting there, huh. in case you happen to notice them, which I did. Uh, so, oh, I should, I'm, I sort of have a, a surprise for you. Okay. So this book came out in 1973, right? And it was, to the best of my knowledge, the only one of its kind. Okay. Well, then I get something in the mail a couple days ago. Uh-huh. And I'm going to pull it out of my bag. I do 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 He did another one! Yellow, Only yellow. he did not write it. Frank Ash wrote it, and he illustrated it. This is this is yellow, yellow. This just came out? 
just was republished oh. because it came out originally in 1971. It precedes Who Needs Donuts. And here's the thing. It's weirder than Who Needs Donuts. It's got color, but only one, which is yellow. And it's clearly a moment where he was trying to figure out if he was going to be doing cartoons and children's books or underground comics. Because this is very underground comics. Uh, to the point where you're kind of like, dude, wh what you doing? It's a strange book. Uh, yeah, I'm, show I'm showing her a uh, five o'clock shadowed huge man that you, you turn the book and he just takes up two full pages. And you're looking up at him. And you're looking up at him. That's it is cool. It is a really cool book. If you want to be the cool aunt or uncle... Uh, give your niece or nephew either Yellow Yellow or Who Needs Donuts. They're both going to blow the minds of anyone who Well, and they will distract him. him for probably a good half hour. So Easily! You, so you can get some peace and quiet, some time to yourself, go get a coffee and, and a donut. <laughs> it's, that's precisely uh, correct. So ratings time. This I think the moral Donuts Save Lives is a good moral. I, I do believe that is a good moral. I support that. Sure, I'd wear that on a shirt. I would even support the uh, barbershop quartet old woman singing. Yep. Why not? I mean, if you want to rap it, you can. The 27 pipes are cool. The giraffe and the donuts is cool. I mean, all the... The teeny tiny speech bubbles are very cool. Yeah, I mean, I just... Yeah, you, you can't help but want to look at every single detail. It's it's just very fun to look at. I did get a little confused when it switched narratives and then the kid came back. It is a weird narrative technique. I would agree with you. It doesn't it's even bizarre do... that they just abandoned him for a while there. And they don't say like, meanwhile, or you know anything, any sort of transition like that. It's just, okay, we're done dealing with the kid. Now we're on to the old woman. Yes, I would agree. Yeah, it's it's suddenly like let's just forget about it. It it doesn't flow. Oh, and the stranger say. danger thing is really creepy that's too. the biggest thing. Is the thing that's the thing where contemporary audiences who read this, I feel like if you're reading this to a kid, you can simply say to them, "Don't do what Sam does." And the kids are smart. They're like, "Yeah, no, we're not gonna run off to the big city and find the first man who offers us." Something a dark warehouse full of thousands of billions of billions of donuts and then just go with him. Right. Yeah. But, um, uh, you know, it is there. It's a teachable moment, I'd say. But there was something. It's on the, um, I guess you'd say the acknowledgement page. Is that what you call it? Sure, yeah. The dedication page. Dedication page, uh-huh. Um, where the, what is it? Oh, oh, yeah. oh, the publication. Oh, yeah, dedication. Page. The, yeah. Uh, the building on there has a little, like, flag on it that says, do you remember the title of this book? <laughs> and, I, and I looked at that and I was like, something donuts, something... I, it's not a... All I, I, so you failed the dedication page. Uh... Well, I, I, the title, I don't get... I, you, I'm not going to remember what it is. You call it the donut book. Sure, I'll get that. Who needs donuts? Yeah, I won't, I won't remember You've that. You've got love. Yeah. You know, you remember that? No, just donut. I find it interesting the <laughs> amount of importance you place upon the memorabilia. I was going to say the memorabilia. memorabilia. <laughs> the memorabilia. Hey, that's appropriate for this book. The memorabilia of the titles of the books that we do. Yeah, well, you know, everyone knows the title of Goodnight Moon, Hungry Caterpillar, True. You know, Cat in the Hat, True. Green Eggs and Ham. Those mm. are very memorable titles. They are very memorable. This though. is Donuts. Who needs? 
needs donuts? Eh. Who needs them? Eh. I would I give it, them. Yes, I, I do. I, I would I give do. it a six. I need them. You give it a six? Yeah. Yeah, it's, uh, the stranger danger is the biggest point of contention for me. I would agree. But boy, it's just, I can't help but love the book. Um, I wish I had seen this as a kid. Totally, right? I'm I just love, gonna. Yeah. I love Where's Waldo books, and so yeah. this would have been fun to look at as well. Oh, absolutely. I mean, you can just. And I just feel like he was ahead of his time when it came to this combination of the images and the text. And yeah, so, uh, yeah, but I'm not gonna say it's like the greatest book, because, you know, the story leaves a little bit to be desired in well, some ways. It's definitely not about the story. Well, no, it's yeah, not about the story. And the story, yeah, it's the story is simply a donut conveyance system uh, more than anything else. It's it's just an excuse to make a lot of donuts. Um, so I'm, I'm giving it a 7. Wow. Yeah, yeah, I like it. Maybe 7.5. 7.5! 7. 7. That's higher the, than I thought you would For the do. lovely bookie. I, yeah, that's higher than I thought. Okay. I like it a lot. And uh, I'm very pleased with it. So, cool. hey, it's a classic. It's a classic. All right. Fabulous. That donut book. <laughs> Letters time. Ooh. People are still listening, huh? Uh, apparently so, but there's a mea culpa. Uh, I did not include... So the last book that we did was uh, Perez and Martina. I mentioned on the podcast that Carmen Agraditi had made a book uh, that is a Cuban take on the story called Martina the Beautiful Cockroach. Mm -hmm. I did not put the cover in the source notes uh, or our Instagram account of that book. So multiple people commented that I should know that there was also this other book. And I kept having to write back, yes, and if you listen to the podcast, I said, but then I realized that I did not put it in the show notes, I apologize uh, for not doing that. It's a wonderful book. I love Carmen. No, Andy. here's the thing: they should be listening to us, not reading the. That's what notes. I'm saying. Yeah. No, 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 no. These don't. were just people who looked at my show notes and were like, "Clearly, Betsy doesn't know what she's talking about. She forgot about yeah, no, that." Don't, no, leave, no, no, don't no, read no, the no, cliff no, notes. No. Listen to what we exactly. have to say. Exactly. <laughs> Thank you. I retract my mea culpa. There you go. It's now a culpa mea. What? I don't know. <laughs> All right. Uh, moving on. No one can agree. On what to call the thing around the frog's neck in Perez and Martina. Now, you remember... It's like a tie. He's got some... Well, we have many, many suggestions. I will now list them. One, a cravat. Eh, I don't think it is, but all right. Two, this is my favorite one, the Kentucky string tie. Ooh. Very good. Three, a bow tie called a western. Hmm. Interesting. Four, an ascot. Yeah, yeah, no. Yeah, no. No. I agree. Or five, a stock style cravat. So we got two cravats in there. Again, I don't think it's a cravat. No, I'm liking that uh, Kentucky... Yeah, I'm thinking it's either the Kentucky string tie or the bow tie called a western. Yeah. They both sounded equally interesting to me. Yeah. So we're going to go with one of those. Cool. And then Lark found us the craziest old image of all time. Uh, She got it from another person called Sarah O'Leary. She wrote, and this, I, I'm going to read, it's always hard to read tweets because they don't make a, a ton of things, but they say, Betsy Kate, Betsy Kate, is it a classic? You must discuss this. Tag yourself. I am obviously the hoopoo saith. Does the hoopoo hoopaw? Does a hoopoo poo in the woods? So many questions. Find your feet. To Sarah O'Leary. Okay, this doesn't make any sense, but I will now show you what she is quoting, and it is a... I'm going to say 17th century, one of the earliest children's books in America. That's a children's book? Yeah, that's one of the the first ones. 
Uh, they tended to be a little on the religious side, but occasionally they would do animal sounds, I guess. I assume that's what that is. Anyway, I'll be putting that in the old show notes if people want to see it. It's, it's just a series of very, very strange words uh, next to animals and a guy who appears to be exhaling. You know, after this book that we just read, nothing strange. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> this ain't got nothing yeah. on, on Mr. Stamady there. Grown-up things we like. Ah, yes. Oh, yes. So, this week is not depressing. Oh, goody! <laughs> Unlike last week. So, this week, um, I highly recommend this artist. Her name is Colleen Elizabeth. She is an artist from Minneapolis, and she does these beautiful paint-by-number paintings. And last time, so I was turned on to it because a friend of mine had tagged on Instagram she was painting one, and I was like, ooh, that's pretty. And I looked up the artist, and she sells out of these paint-by-number kits super fast. Um, so as soon as I heard that she was going to be doing it again, I immediately bought two. And they are beautiful, like, simple landscape um, paintings that you can buy and then do the paint-by-numbers. Um, she does everything by hand. She mixes the paint by hand. She fills all the little paint containers by hand. She draws on your canvas, like, where the line should be and the number should be by hand. She does the packaging for the paintbrushes by hand. She, I, it's amazing how much she does it all by hand. She, did I mention she does it by hand? It's all by she hand. She may have done it by <laughs> hand, I'm not sure. By foot? I don't remember now. But yeah. it's cool. She, you know, so it includes 18 pre-mixed paint pots, a numbered canvas, a numbered reference sheet, and then three paintbrushes. And you just have fun creating something that is simple and beautiful and clean. And I really like it. It's not complicated. Mm-hmm. Just, very pretty too yeah, yeah it's so i highly recommend on instagram you can follow her her name is colleen elizabeth underscore art or her full name is colleen o'connor right so there you go That's support really nice. support local artists well mine is not particularly depressing either not entirely not depressing but mostly not depressing <laughs> um you know how we said we wouldn't do so many films and shows on subscription services like yeah. netflix and hulu yeah. well psych i'm doing it anyway uh. I have a Netflix uh, documentary. Uh, it's called Bringing Down the House. And it's about Alexandria Ocasio-Cortez and three other women who are all trying to win different Democratic primaries against long-established Democrats, you know, in the House. Now, if you know the story, you know that there's going to be at least one happy ending, mm-hmm. which makes it good for me, who does not like not knowing if there is a happy ending. But you have no idea with the other three women. So I didn't know any of these women. There was Cori Bush. Um, she was an African-American woman in the Missouri district uh, where Michael Brown had been killed in 2014. Mm. There was Paula Jean uh, Swearingen, who was from West Virginia. And her community community was sort of upended by fracking. And then there was Amy uh, Valella, uh, who was from the Vegas area. And she was a single mom on food stamps um, and who just was completely focused on health care because her daughter died after being refused treatment for not having the right insurance. Wow. So you're watching all this. And then you've got Alexandria Ocasio-Cortez. And it's gripping. Because you, even if you know what's going to happen with her, you don't know what's going to happen with the others, and it's it's very good. It's amazing that the documentarians just latched on to these four people when they did. Um, 
it just it's great. Mm. Uh, you get to you keep following um, Alexandra to her waitressing job, and she's just like pouring the ice out and doing the drinks and all that and talking to you, and it's it's absolutely great. So two thumbs up for bringing down the house. Cool. Yay. Oh man, I can't wait to see what you bring next week because I'm kind of taught myself actually. I don't know what I'm gonna do next week. This is a hard one to We uh... should do one that you've never read. Alright, alright, alright. I'll try to find one that I have never read. We do have a contender. And <laughs> I but I need to figure out if it's available in America. So Okay. Details, details. But yeah, we'll figure it out. And until then, I've been Betsy. I'm Kate. Bye! Fuse 8 and Kate is a Fuse Number 8 production. You can reach us at FuseKate8 at gmail.com. You can follow our podcast on Twitter at Fuse underscore Kate. You can follow us on Instagram at Fuse8Kate. That's Fuse Number 8 Kate. Follow us on iTunes and rate our podcast if you're so inclined. Our music is by Haddon Kime, and our respectable businessman is Drew Atienza. Fuse 8 and Kate is a creation of Kate Ramsey and Betsy Bird and does not reflect the views of school, Library Journal.